Hey there, it's Alex. Just a really quick announcement before we get started here. We were totally booked out for our Cost of Glory Rome retreat this summer, 2024, June 30th through July 7th. But we've managed to make some adjustments and we've found room for another one or two slots. So if you're interested in visiting the great sites of Rome, discussing the merits of Rome's greatest men with me, and also improving as a speaker with the insights of ancient rhetoric and a whole lot of live practice and discussion, check out the retreat website at costofglory.com retreat. Hope to see you in Rome. Okay, now for the episode. Picture this. You've just escaped from a burning building. You're lucky to be alive in good condition. And then a woman walks up to you with a crazed look on her face. She's limping. There's blood on her forehead. And she tells you her four-year-old daughter is still in there on the second floor, she thinks. Something in you tells you, you may be this kid's only hope. But what do you do? Do you start to think of excuses? Maybe the fire department's on the way. I'm sure she'll turn up, ma'am. Let's just wait and see. I mean, you don't want to die tonight, do you? Friends, how do we train ourselves to master fear in order to have the courage that we need when it counts? Hello there. Welcome to The Cost of Glory, where we review the lives of the great Greek and Roman heroes in order to inject a little heroism into our own lives, using Plutarch as our guide. A shorter episode today. So what fears do you need to overcome? The fear of standing up to a domineering relative? The fear of walking up to that girl and striking up a conversation? The fear of asking for something you think you deserve and getting rejected? Is it the idea of saying hello to that person again after that incident, now that it's gotten really awkward? Well, here's a strategy that you can use from our friend, the philosopher Socrates, one later ancient philosopher, or maybe you'd call him an orator, from around the time of Plutarch. His name was Favorinus. Well, he was really interested specifically in the sources of Socrates' bravery. Many people out there don't realize today that Socrates was an uncommonly courageous man, but this was well known in antiquity. And Favorinus attributed Socrates' bravery to a certain habit that he had. At least he said, this, this is a contributor Socrates would, on occasion, stand still in one fixed position all day and all night, from early dawn until the next sunrise, open-eyed, motionless, as if frozen in his tracks, with his face and eyes riveted to the same spot, in deep meditation. And people usually assumed that he was working out some philosophical problem that had suddenly caught his attention. But looking at him, if you didn't know better you might think that his mind and soul had been withdrawn from his body. In Favorinus's turn of phrase, from sun to sun he stood more rigid than the tree trunks. And Favorinus, in other words, identified Socrates' uncommon ability to focus and to control his body in that state of focus as the real source of his physical courage. In his spells of immobile contemplation, like some samurai meditating to prepare for battle, he was training his mind also 
to respond to the challenges that he would face in the uncertain times that he lived in. Socrates stood up to a bloodthirsty Athenian mob, to the murderous oligarchs of the Thirty Tyrants, as we saw in the life of Lysander. Long before that, through his courage, he braved enemy spears and dragged to safety a wounded Alcibiades at the Battle of Potidaea, as we'll hear in that man's biography. So when Socrates spoke with career soldiers like Lachies about the nature of courage, he was speaking from a depth of experience. And Favorinus's observation about Socrates' concentration and his courage, this was based on the premise that fear is, in its beginning at least, a physical sensation. And Socrates, in his view, recognized that if we master our responses to other physical sensations, say, the urge to fidget, scratch, or jump up and just do something else, that can be an excellent training for mastering fear. Have you ever seen a soldier standing guard, maybe in a European capital, outside an important government building? The kind of soldier that dresses in a, let's say, ceremonial uniform, who looks straightforward, doesn't move. What does that soldier do when he gets a runny nose or when a fly lands on his face? Well, nothing. At least, that's what it looks like. In fact, though, especially if he's new on the job, he may be waging a quiet war against his own urges. It can take intense concentration to be still, especially when the things that are urging us to twitch or snort seem so innocent, something we wouldn't hesitate to respond to if we were alone or off-duty. Train yourself to concentrate with physical exercises. Take this aspect seriously when you meditate or pray, or even when you work. How often do you fidget in those situations? How often do you get up without even knowing why you got up when you're at work? Many these days are taking cold showers or ice baths. That's good. But you don't necessarily have to go out of your way with a new practice. Just infuse existing practices with a new perspective. When you're lifting weights or sprinting or whatever it is, dispense with the music. Focus on your mental state especially when you push yourself to the limits and when you want to quit. Are you really giving it full effort, full attention? If we approach these exercises with the right mindset, they can become a training ring for qualities that we want to instill in the rest of our lives. We can come to see even the movements of our mind in situations where we're anxious or fearful as being on the same level as physiological reflexes. Nobody will care if I scratch my nose. They know I'm human, right? Or, oh, he looks busy. Maybe I shouldn't bother him now. Or, maybe we should just wait and see if the little girl comes out of the building on her own. Thoughts come and go, but they do not determine our character. Actions are what determine our character. Stay strong. Stay ancient. This is Alex Petkus. Until next time.